Stay true, stay real, stay righteous. What are you having a drink tonight, Chris? I'm going to have me a drink by Stone Brewing, and it's called, <laughs> it's called Arrogant Bastard. Arrogant Bastard? A- arrogant Bastard Ale. You arrogant bastard. Perfect. Just for me. I've called myself that probably that. So you this, arrogant bastard. So this is a this is a pretty heavy drink. Like mm. they, they even recommend maybe sticking just one. So oh. so uh, I'll need to be very careful about this tonight. But it's a it's, it's a, a dark tough. it's a dark ale, very heavy, malty kind of flavor. But uh, right, right. But uh, definitely something. I, I think it'd be something if you're you know in the winter time. I like to drink. I know we're kind of going into spring now, but mm-hmm. in the wintertime, I do kind of like to drink heavier beers. I don't know what it is. Just something yeah, you know, man. Rit, more rich, you know, I guess warms you up somehow. I don't yeah, know. a little bit heavier on the stomach, man. Adds adds to the, adds good, to the walrus blubber, right? A good rich beer. <laughs> yeah. 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 Good beer. <laughs> a little cuckoo. You thought. arrogant bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so we've mentioned before that we're – we're we're pretty big gamers. We enjoy video games, and um, we've played um, several of the Halo series before. Yeah, we kind of uh, grew up with Halo. Yeah, I mean uh, that was one of the original. Well, I think it was it was it was an original when Xbox, the original Xbox, ever first came out. Mm-hmm. It was like one of the first original games that came out with it. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Microsoft Studios. And I remember the first time I ever played Halo was actually at my friend Gavin's house. I don't mm-hmm. know if I've ever talked about Gavin before. but Such a, such a fine Irish name. Good, good Gavin. He's a good, <laughs> he's a good Irish lad. <laughs> Why is I going down to Gavin's house? <laughs> but anyways, we would, I would play Halo. We, that, was, that was the first place that I ever played the game. Cause I didn't have an Xbox at the time, but he did. Right, right, right. And he was like, hey... Because you could play uh, like co-op on there. Mm-hmm. This yeah, was, yeah, This was kind of be- this was really before Xbox Live. Like none of that stuff exists. You could play online, but it was like a whole different type of way that you did it. It was like remember it was the old like rooms or whatever. You go into like the game rooms. Uh-huh. Yeah, on the computer. Land parties. Anyways, so well, one of the things that Halo was doing that was kind of unique to the whole cooperative aspect, though. Was the fact that and, and and don't get me wrong, I you know I'm pretty sure there's other games that that had kind of done this, but Halo was probably the first one I can remember doing where like you can both you can both simultaneously use an in-game asset like to like together. So instead of you just right. running beside each other fighting or shooting, you could drive the 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 jeep, and I could get on the Gatling gun the on the back. Or whatever. Right, called warthog. The warthog, right. And yeah. as you would drive me around, I can shoot the aliens. And I, with, that with, was the first experience I ever had with that type of cooperative so, play. So during that time, you know, it was very unique, mm-hmm. and it, and because it became so popular, it sort of spawned its own. I mean, it literally spawned its own franchise. You had several games that were released, mm-hmm. and then recently there was this. You know, amazing news that, oh my gosh, for several years now, there's been talk of people attempting to make live-action movies based of Halo. Oh, yeah. And then recently we started hearing about 
this production going on of a television series, which is almost even better because television series have really almost become the new cinemas. Right, right. And you can pack so much more into a story because you can do however many seasons you need to to carry it out. So fans like us of the Halo series heard this news and thought, oh my gosh, this is perfect, right? You start seeing some trailers of it. It looks yeah. great, you know, Master Chief's just coming out in his suit, you know, shooting, kicking you know, ass, taking aliens, names. and you're, you, know, you see the warthog driving around, like, hell yeah, you know, it's Halo. Yeah. And uh, I had I haven't seen it yet, but I think it's actually, or, did you say it was the first episodes released, or is the whole yep. series, uh, well, so, like, is it like multiple episodes released all at once, or is it just... So the series is is on Paramount Plus, okay? Because you know everybody has their own streaming app now, right? But the first episode, you can watch the first episode for free on YouTube. But I mean, I got curious because I mean, you know, I mean, we we really like the games, of course. And one of the things that people don't a lot of a lot of times people outside of the really cool game mechanics that are in Halo, a lot of people don't really realize that there's actually a really kind of dense lore and story to it. Mm-hmm. Like, when you play through the Halo games, you, you kind of play through, like, a cinematic version of the campaign. When you, right, when you play through the campaign, yeah. R- right, the multiplayer is pretty much the same thing as the campaign, it's just a more arcade-style version of it. But, the you know, the, the story mode or campaign mode is pretty much the one that gives you kind of like a narrative you follow. And and, and Halo right. does a really good job of being very theatrical with it. The music's really cool. The story actually had a lot of, like, it's really well written. There's a lot of good dialogue in it. Um, like, I mean, it's literally like, it's one of those Interesting games. Interesting characters. I mean, there's yeah. really cool characters. I mean, it's really, it, it, it's one of those games that's really fun to play through the actual story modes. Because this series was so successful, you know, there was a lot, there was like 20 some books that spanned off of this franchise. Like, I mean, there's literally, like, there's books that were written. There's some cartoon shows that were made of it. It's almost kind of like a right. Star Wars. It right. became a Star Wars of its own. It has this really dense lore about humans and aliens and super soldiers and it's really cool Mm sci-fi stuff throughout the years there have been many attempts to make you know like a theatrical version of of the game itself borrowing characters or story from Mm -hmm. it and nothing's ever came to fruition until finally like you had said they they announced they were doing a series and when the trailers were released you can tell it's a very high budget i mean it's Mm -hmm. you know there's been a lot of money put into it um clearly it's kind of the thing that everybody's looked at up until this point, as being like, okay, finally, this is like a this really a yeah. live action, you know, <laughs> we, we're form. getting it finally, boys. Right. This is a live <laughs> action form of this, of kind of like the Star Wars universe that we've come to know that began, that all began with video games. And if I'll be damned, you could watch the show, and if nobody ever told you it was Halo, you would never know because the show is so vastly different from the games as far as the characters, the story. It's literally like, do you remember when everybody used to get really excited because, because like, like a new, like a new video game movie was coming out, like Resident Evil or you know, right, like yeah. these new video games, mm-hmm. and and every single time you went to go see this video game, like Doom, the first Doom one that came out, mm-hmm. you remember that? Yeah. But they all fucking right. sucked. Do you remember that? <laughs> they all sucked. Right. Now, granted, the Resident Evil franchise kind of did its own thing. Which, right. which I actually ended up enjoying that. I kind of liked what they did with that. They took the premise, but it's kind of like its own movie franchise. Right, right. But like for the most part, any game adaption to film has been 
pretty has almost been absolute garbage. Now some people Assassin's can, Creed like it. Oh, it sucked. <laughs> and they even had and they even had Michael Fassbender. Yeah. I'm like, how do you fuck that up? Oh, I'm like, man. he's such a phenomenal actor. But I mean, I mean, think anything you can think of. Like it's almost Mario all, Brothers. That like notorious, notoriously known for being a flop, <laughs> man. I mean, it, it's never been successfully done. So finally, we live in the era where, you know. Kind of like what you were saying. We live in this era where television's kind of like a new version of cinema. Like, literally, I was tell- talking about, like, a show earlier, an HBO show that's made by Ridley Scott, but I was telling you how, like, the whole time you're watching the show, it feels kind of like you're watching an alien movie. Like, and that's well, awesome to be well, able to kind of revisit those atmospheres and that universe with that high-end production quality. That's what I was going to say. I think it's almost the budgets now right. reaching, like, film level where... You know, it's it's almost like you know this is I'm watching a movie, like, right? And that's why you're right. getting some of these bigger directors that are wanting to say, "Hey, I'm I'm kind of migrating over to the the small screen or whatever to or right. streaming, I guess nowadays, you know, to get right to create." But anyways, but so so back. I'm sorry, go back. But yeah, as I was, I was say, I digress. The, the whole the whole point of that though is to give you this preface that this has been something that's been highly anticipated. It ends up coming out that, and I think this actually came out before the show itself hit, producers and the writers actually didn't look into the game content. <laughs> During an interview, they made the quote, we didn't use anything from the <laughs> game. So, we, huh? we wanted to do our own our, our own fresh new thing with the characters <laughs> in the universe. Oh, shit. And, you know, normally, <laughs> so okay. what's interesting about that is, right. I mean, there's a few things we can look at there. Because, number one, there's nothing really wrong with that, right? I mean, we've seen that done with Batman a million times. We've seen people do fresh new takes on Batman. And, frankly, I think I love almost any iteration of them. Even the George Clooney one that has, like, the Bat card, the Visa Bat card and stuff. Like, I'll even take, like, with with, with Arnold Schwarzenegger as, you know, as as Mr. Freeze. Like, I'll even take that Batman. I enjoy I loved it as a kid. But when it comes to something that's never been given the credit it deserves as far as the lore and the storyline goes, you would anticipate its first type of theatrical iteration would be would be pretty densely based on the content itself, the right? The original content, yeah. You would think. Right, right. And some people could also say, well, you know what, maybe that's not something that's very marketable. Maybe that's not something, which, I mean, obviously we know that's that's not true, because there's many people who've begged for something like this forever. But you could also maybe even bring that point up and say, well, if we do it more catered to the video game, then maybe we won't we won't draw as wide of, of an audience as we would like. Mm-hmm. So we'll make we'll take some liberties, and sometimes that happens. I think they kind of did that with The Witcher. They, they they made a point in the Witcher series not to look at the game, but to look at the original book series. Which honestly, when I watched that series, I think it's intriguing. I like it. I thought All it was right. great. There were some people that complained about it, but I thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it still really feels like The Witcher. Like the game, if that shows you how well which, they did which with the games, actually follow a lot with right, the books as right. well. So, but if it shows you how well they did with mm-hmm. the games, a lot of it feels that way. It just you yeah. know the care. There's different storylines embedded into it than than mm-hmm. how the game you know would would have the narratives follow. You know, so I watched the first episode, and the action sequences are phenomenal. The first thing I'll give them credit for is that I mean it's gritty. It's it, it's mm-hmm. a gritty war drama. Which is exactly what Halo is. Halo's brutal. It's violent. You know when you <laughs> punch. Follow eight. the Master Chief, Marines. Right, right. W- 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 just to give you some type of context, the ma- the character you play in the game is kind of like if you've ever seen like Doom or something. He's like a, he's like a super marine. 
He's kind of like a Captain America, Mm -hmm. kind of like a Green Beret version of Captain America, made for the Space Marines. He's been kind of like genetically enhanced. The show does a really good job of that. That you know they give them they give them all the badass skills Mm -hmm. and stuff. So one of the things that the game is notoriously known for is the fact that Master Chief almost never removes his helmet. Right. Right. Or well, he does a few, but you don't ever see. He does. You never see his face. Right. Right. I mean, that's kind of a big thing about the games, and it's also something that a lot of people kind of like about that. I mean, they Mm -hmm. just kind of that's an interesting aspect of this. You're right. The mysterious. It adds to the mystique. Right. (laughs) Probably within like the first. 30 minutes of the, the first episode, he takes his helmet off. Like you see his hmm. face. One of the things that I, I, I think immediately kind of kills that in, with his character because, again, that, that's such a crucial part in the narratives of the games. He's kind of this faceless soldier, this su- faceless super soldier um, who has kind of a really interesting past, but it's more about his integration into the bigger story. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people don't realize the games have a lot of dent politics and stuff. Like there's right. a lot of the alien species have their own inner politics going on within mm-hmm. the game as well as the humans and stuff. Right. So, um, um, so it's kind of it's kind of a bigger story that he's also that he's although he's the main character he's also kind of an integral addition to the story. So the mysteriousness of the character is part of who he is. The show does that, and that's not too big of a deal. But I wonder why they didn't take that path because you see shows like The Mandalorian, and that's a show about a character who literally never takes his helmet off. But it's such an, a crucial part of that character. In the whole, one of it's, I mean, it's one of, in the show, it's one of his religious tenets. He can't remove his helmet. <laughs> People can't see his face. It's one of his tenets. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a really interesting part of that. And I think the games tried to kind of establish that. They tried to make it kind mm-hmm. of like, you know, the Master Chief by his armor. That's kind right. of his signature, his staple. You know, it's not really, you know, and he has this very specific voice. It's this really mm-hmm. fucking, it's kind of like a Kevin Conroy Batman voice. It's a really deep, mis, you know, mysterious. Cortana. Cut, yeah, it's a it's a really Give me cut the coordinates, voice. Cortana. <laughs> yeah. And and the show kind of nails that. The guy they you know, the the actor they got for it, he sounds good. He reminds me a lot of the Mandalorian. He kind of reminds me of that that guy. But um but I really think they, they could have done it with the Master Chief never taking his they could have done a Darth Vader thing. They could have had a guy even if even if the guy who does the voice isn't isn't cut out to do you know to to be to be Darth Vader like James right. Earl Jones couldn't be couldn't be Darth Vader so they you know they got the taller guy to you know do the suit but they really should have got that would have been interesting <laughs> wait did you say you're my dad it's complicated Luke it's complicated but but um. <laughs> No, but I think they really missed an opportunity by getting the guy who's voiced him through all the right. games to do his voice because that would have been so cool. Oh yeah, to have heard that and to, to, for like people to be like, mm-hmm. "Oh my god, that's Master Chief's voice." Is the story? Does it really follow the game? It, it uh, basically they extracted they extracted the lore? they extracted elements of the story, such as the Covenant fleet, you know, Mm -hmm. this group of aliens that want to make mankind extinct. So they almost use it as sort of a backdrop to make their own story. If you took out, like, how the pelicans look, instead of calling Mm -hmm. the Jeeps warthogs and stuff, like, if you took out the aesthetics that make it Halo, it's kind of just like another sci-fi drama. 
Mm. Like, it's, it's just like, you know, humans versus aliens, and they're going to kill us all, and it's in the future, or we made, like, a, a superhero guy. You know I mean? It's kind of right. like a very generic sci-fi series. One of the reasons that's such a tragedy is because the games aren't really like that. I mean, they're mm-hmm. kind of like these dark, gritty military dramas. I mean, there's parts of the games that are kind of, like, spooky and stuff. They're kind of creepy. Yeah. Um, there's always a really grim tone. Like, you know, one of the levels you drop <laughs> into, It's remember, it's like a... Uh, in Halo 2, one of the levels you drop into is like a city that's pretty much been nuked by the Covenant. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's it, these really intense scenarios you're dropping into and experiencing these, you know, these intense moments with these ferocious aliens and stuff. But the show just kind of creates its own politics. It creates its own narratives and stuff. So do you think that with the way it started, there's any way to come back? Like, do you think that they could somehow begin to manifest a more <laughs> story that goes closer to the original or you know what's do funny? you think do you think they've just they've they've just totally screwed it up there's no going back now they've what? created a whole new i don't know just i already i'm already just like highly disinterested in it <laughs> like i really want to see i really wanted to see the okay. fucking so i'll know. just go play the games again Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's almost kind of like I'll just go back and play Halo Three again, and I'll get a ba- I'll get a better Halo story than that first episode. So it's kind, yeah, man. I don't know. It's Dang. kind of a tragedy. It's kind of why a tragedy. Why is that though? Me. I wonder why it's, it, it seems like it is a difficult thing for people to create video game based movies. Well, I like think- it seems like the comic book movies are, are are starting to do really well. I mean, are doing oh, they're, they're doing much starting better. to do well. Are doing are doing great in a lot of aspects. Much better. Yeah, uh, you know, why can't I don't know. I don't know what it is. Video games. You know, I think a lot of it boils down to the fact that they hand these video game franchise, you know, they give mm-hmm. these th- these these movie adaptions to these directors who generally pr- most of the time they aren't like really well known. But most of the time when you see video game adaptions, it's it, you probably don't it's probably not a director that you're familiar with. Um so I think a lot of these guys have these ideas that they want to create or maybe these storylines that they've wanted always wanted to tell. Maybe these writers had a science fiction storyline mm-hmm. that they always wanted to tell and never this really is my had chance boys. Well, and never really had the opportunity to do it. And maybe they see these franchises as oppor- conduits mm-hmm. to tell the story that they want to tell. And, you know, and all they really have to do is just borrow the aesthetic. It isn't really about them diving into the lore and finding out what the people who love the video games mm-hmm. so much, what they really would kind of want to see. A lot of times it just seems like they're, they're seizing these opportunities to tell these other stories or these other narratives that they've always wanted to tell. And they always fuck it up. They always manage to do it. With the most beloved fucking video game franchises, <laughs> well, it's just kind well, of I mean, a, that's the point. It's what I'm saying. I'm like, oh it's my kind of a god, testament to how they so treat long. right. It's kind of, and that's a, it's it's funny you mention comics because yeah. we're starting to see that turn around. You know, mm-hmm. comics used to always kind of be looked at in a funny way in any type of comic adaption. Up until like, I mean, like the Punisher and stuff. Like most of them suck before that. Yeah. Until you started seeing Spider Man and Batman, you know, and the Batman movies helped kind of bring that into the mainstream and say, mm-hmm. hey, look, comic books aren't, you know, they they have really good storylines. Mm-hmm. Like there's really cool stuff that you can get out of this. Like video games have always been benched. When you play some of these RPGs, they literally have in-game glossaries. You're running around right. in these worlds, finding new monsters, finding new plants, finding new quests, mm-hmm. meeting new people, whatever. And inside the game itself has these giant 
just glossary chapters that you can just sit there and read about characters it, it, it's and the story. Very, it's, it, it reminds me a lot, and I think you said this before, of kind of what happened with Star Wars. Oh, right. right? So you saw in, in recent years, the most recent films, there's been a lot of controversy around, you know, particularly people who are big fans of, of the series. Right. Of, of Star Wars as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... After after the films, and you start seeing like television shows and stuff coming out, um, that that they kind of handed over these projects to people that have actually studied this stuff, and you're almost seeing a turnaround in that. Now you're seeing the lore expanded upon, and the fans being incredibly pleased in a lot of aspects. Right. So, I mean, it makes sense. It's like, why not seek out the people that really know how to tell that story? If you're going to go for that story, mm-hmm. if you're going to go for something else, then you need to make it something else. If you're going to go for Halo, you need to, then it needs to be a Halo show. Which I'm assuming <laughs> right? you I mean, that's just the way I see it. Which I'm assuming you're, you're making, like, the, the contrast between, like, the last three Disney Star Wars movies right. and then the Dave Filoni series. Right, that's right. what I'm trying to say. Yes. And most people will tell you, if you watch them, They'll say there's a massive difference. Right, right. that's because, what I was getting at. Right, yeah. and and it, you know and we've talked about Dave Filoni a lot, but he was like a direct understudy mm-hmm. of George right. Lucas. He and so he, you can see that in his oh, work. Yeah, absolutely, he stays true to the vision. Right. Well, Chris, has always been good. Absolutely. And if you enjoy what you heard tonight, we are streaming on all major platforms, and you can check us out on any of our social media accounts. We're on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. And as always, everybody, stay true, stay real. Stay righteous.